0: Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. What does Judah mean? Praise. So praise gathered together to ask. Help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of this nation? And And in your hand is there not the power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before the temple in your presence. For your name is in the temple, and and we cry out in our affliction, and you hear and save. And now here's the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, warding us by coming to, uh, coming to throw us out of the possession which you have given us to inherit in. Given us to inherit. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For they have no power against the great multitude is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Come on, somebody. Now all of Judah, by the way, in all of the, that, that section there, five and on, what Jehoshaphat is doing is he, is he is bragging and boasting on who God is. He's bragging and boasting on who God is. Now watch this, now all of Judah with their little ones and their wives and their children stood before the Lord. What a precious moment it was today to have a little girl just come stand beside me as we worship. Come on, we need some churches that'll let kids get back in the altar. Come on, and watch parents worship God, and watch preachers worship God together. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of all them other sons. Come on, somebody and he said listen all of you of judah you inhabitants of jerusalem and you king jehoshaphat th- this is a prophet thus says the lord to you do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but god's tomorrow come on somebody say tomorrow tomorrow go down against them and they will surely come up by the ascent of Zias, and you will find them at the end of the brook there in the wilderness of Jeru. You will not need to fight this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground. He baracked, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites, the children of the Kohathites, and all the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God Israel with a loud voice on and high. Come on, that's that Shabbat praise. So they rose early in the Some of y'all looking like Shabbat. Y'all ain't, you ain't even told us none of this stuff yet. Hang on, I'm getting there. So they rose early in the morning and went into the wilderness of Tekoa. Tekoa means a place of bondage. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and were saying. That means Jehoshaphat had a worship team try out. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing in praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah. They came against the praise, and they were defeated for the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped destroy one another. The praise made the enemy turn on one another. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and there were dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. Pay attention. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take their spoil, anybody wants spoils from the enemy? When they came to take their spoil, they found among them an abundance of values on the dead bodies and precious jewelry. Which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away, but they were three days. They were there three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. And on the fourth day they assembled in the valley of Baraka. for they were blessed. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place is called the Valley of Baraka until this day. Then they returned, every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in front. In front of them, go back to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. So they came to Jerusalem with stringed instruments, harps, and trumpets to the house of the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries. When they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel, then the the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for God had given him rest all around. Father, over the next couple of moments, I pray that you would anoint me to preach your word, God. Help me to teach people how to praise you. Help me to break down the Hebrew, God, so that we can understand what it really looks like to praise. I'm not talking about a westernized church that don't know how to praise God. I'm talking about a Hebrew type of church. I'm talking about a 2 Chronicles 20 type of church, God, that will praise you with every fiber of our being. God, we will lift holy hands unto you. We will shout. We will sing. We will dance. We will bow before you. We will be prostrate before you, God. We will give you everything and put our self-consciousness to the side and worship you in spirit and in truth and have a praise on our lips. Help me today, Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. And the church said amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So today's message is entitled, The Power of Praise. Amen. Come on, somebody. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Anybody going to watch football today? Come on. Maybe. Maybe. I might go to church today. I don't even think I'm going to watch football. But but today's Super Bowl Sunday, and what's going to happen is a lot of people don't even realize it, but they're going to be praising. Oh, come on. They're going to be praising today. It's Super Bowl Sunday. So I just think it's fitting that we in the house of God learn how to praise. Come on, somebody. I think it's fitting that we know how to praise, that we know how to jump up and shout. Come on, we ain't shouting at the TV. We jumping and praising and shouting for the Lord God Almighty who has won victories for us, who set us free, who's healed our marriages, who's put food on the table. Come on, somebody who's given us a career, who's given us a job, who's given us the business, who's placed us in the ministry that we're in. Come on, he's worthy of all praise and all glory and all honor. Super Bowl Sunday. But I want to talk to you about the greatest weapon in the kingdom of God that a lot of people don't know about. Come on, let me repeat that. I said it's the greatest weapon in the kingdom of God that a lot of us don't know about. Now, hear me well. I'm not getting on you today if you don't know anything about what I'm talking about or what I'm going to preach today. Because the part of the problem is is that it hadn't been taught and preached from up here. And the people are perishing for a lack of knowledge. But the weapon I'm talking about this morning is praise. Come on, somebody. I said the weapon I'm talking about this morning is praise. Praise is something that can confuse your enemy. Praise is something that can draw God onto the scene of your situation. Hence, God inhabits the what? The praises of his people. So when you begin to praise God, he shows up onto the scene of your situation. And can I remind you today that Jesus is still undefeated. Come on, somebody. God is still undefeated. He's never lost a battle. He doesn't waste a battle. When you get Jesus onto the scene of your situation... When God steps onto the scene of your situation, you are automatically going to walk away with a victory. But what is the catalyst to get God to step onto the scene of your situation? It's praise. Come on, somebody. Touch your neighbor and say praise. Come on, touch your other neighbor and say praise. If you got to, smack them and wake them up and say praise. So if God shows up, come on, he's still undefeated. He's never lost a battle. He's never wasted a battle either. He holds every victory in the palm of his hand. He's been racking up W's for 2,000 plus years now. Come on, somebody. I wonder, do I got any believers in the house that got a praise on their lips? Come on, that's willing to get foolish, willing to look crazy for the Lord God Almighty, who's given out victories, who's given you W's, who's made everything happen for you since the beginning. Come on. Praise them, you can praise them. So here we're talking about praise. Keep in mind, I said praise, not worship. Praise is a part of worship, but it's not the totality of worship. By literal definition, praise is a physical activity of worship. Maybe I need to repeat that. Praise is a physical activity of worship. That means you have to physically do something or physically move to actually be praising. So remember, I said praise is a weapon, not worship. That's messing some of y'all up. I said praise is the thing that is the weapon. Praise, the moving of your body. When I move my body, when I move my feet. I can't sing, y'all. I can't sing, but hey. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth. Oh, the darkness flees when I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth. Hey, the darkness flees. I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to stop. Help me, Holy Ghost. The reference for praise is used 6,160 times in the Old Testament. 692 times in the New Testament. Sounds like praise is important to God. It sounds like something that we ought to pay attention to. Y'all hear me when I say this. Y'all hear me say this all the time in the Hebrew and the Greek. It's more more of a descriptive language than the English language. In the Greek, they had four words for love. We love everything. I, I love my dog. I love steak. But you don't love your dog and steak like you love your wife. Come on, somebody. Th- those, that is a descriptive language that has a couple different words for one certain thing. So let me be clear what praise is. The Hebrew has seven words for praise. Number one is halal. It is the root word for hallelujah. It makes hallelujah a lot more different than what we just we just say hallelujah. But hallelujah... With the root word of a it means to jump, to be loud and clamorous and act foolish. It means to brag and to boast or to rave on God like a mad person. Help me, Holy Ghost. Because when you're shouting hallelujah, you need to be doing something. Come on. When you're shouting hallelujah, you need to be bragging and boasting on your king. Bragging and boasting on the Lord God Almighty. Move your body a little bit. Put your hands in the air. That means that you should act foolish and clamorous and for the Lord God Almighty. That means that you're going to have to let your self-consciousness go out the window if you really want to praise God. You can stand in his presence and not be praising him. Oh, come on, somebody. I know I'm stepping on toes today. You got to get out of your comfort zone sometimes. See, praise is a weapon. A lot of us are seeing or are losing battles because we don't know how to praise. A lot of us are losing battles in life because we don't got a praise on our list because we have no idea how to actually respond when the presence of God shows up. We really don't know how to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah means go crazy to brag and to boast on your God. Y'all hear me say it all the time. My wife knows how to get stuff done. She'll begin to brag and boast on me, and i make stuff happen. A couple weeks ago, I hit 10 three-pointers. It was simply because she bragged on me before the game. Come on. she, She knows how to pull the best out of me. She'll hand me that diet. Dr. Pepper and I'll crack that joker wide open when she, when she can't get it open. We are created in the image of God. So when you begin to brag and boast on God and bring a hallelujah to the table, you're bragging and you're boasting on God and you are saying, God, I thank you that you are the one that calls the stars out by name every single night. You know my situation. You have never left me. You have never forsaken me. God, you've given me every single victory. God, I have a hallelujah on my lips and in my spirit. I have praise to give to you, God, because you've been so good, I can't sit down and look cute come on this ain't a cute type of praise this would be a ugly type of praise sometimes you might shout a little bit you might dance a little bit and you can't even dance and you can't sing but you'll be singing the hallelujah you'll be praising it's not a cute praise I don't know about y'all but sometimes I'll get ugly before the Lord I'll cry before God and I will look a hot mess all the hair gel would just melt right out of my head because I'm praising and I'm bringing the hallelujah. Because he's been too good for me. He's been too good to me, y'all. I, I, news flash. He's been too good to you, too. You might not know it yet. You might not have a revelation of it yet. But God has been too good for you to hold your hallelujah from him. He's delivered you from too much. He's put your family back together too well. Come on. He's had your finances get cleaned up even though you was making bad decisions because you started sowing seed and listening to the word of God. Come on. Uh, he has been too good to us for us to hold back this form of praise for him because what it does is that it brings him in. Uh, Psalm 22 says that he inhabits the praises of his people. So you, what's the word there? He inhabits the halal of his people. He, he inhabits when you go crazy for him. He, he inhabits when you're willing to look foolish to everybody else around you because all of that stuff has left your mind. And you want to know what that means? That means God has been elevated to number one in your life and not people. Come on. You don't care what anybody else has to say. You don't care what anybody else has to think. God has been placed number one in your life. And when God has been placed number one in your life, guess what's happening? Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. So in other words, when you put God first in your Got a halal in your mouth and on your spirit he'll take care of the job come on somebody he'll take care of the career he'll take care of the wife he'll take care of the kids he'll take care of your finances he will take care of everything if you've got a halal on your life then you can put god number one in your life touch your neighbor, say halal touch your other neighbor, say hallelujah jesus come on halal means that you've lost your ever-loving mind come on Meaning you act foolish and mad. You go crazy when you think about all he's done for you. You get crazy when you think about how God pulled you out the crack house, the smack house, and the trap house. Come on, somebody. A halal halal praise is when you got this washed up preacher that are jumping about this high off the ground, but I got a halal. Come on, somebody. I got a halal. Come on, I got a wild praise. I got a crazy praise. I got a halal praise when I begin to brag and rave on my God. Watch this, when you halal the Lord, you bring him down into your situation. He is enthroned upon the halal of his people. He inhabits the halal. Of his people, Come on. Some of y'all are in the room today or listening to this by the live stream and you're thinking, how can I have a, a halal when I have all of these obstacles and I have all of these problems in my way? Can I help you this morning? You don't have obstacles and you don't have problems. If you will put a halal on your mouth, come on. If you will put a praise on your lips, Jesus can show up into the situation. And when Jesus shows up into the situations, problems and obstacles are eradicated. Jesus can halal him in the valley. Come on, you you can halal him on the mountaintop. You, You can halal him. When it's all good in the hood. Come on, somebody. You can halal him when all hell is breaking loose. You can halal him. You can have a hallelujah. You can have a praise on your lips no matter what situation it is that you're walking through. No matter if the marriage is falling apart, no matter if your family's falling apart, no matter if your finances are falling apart. Because if you'll have a hallelujah, if you will have a praise on your lips, then God can step onto the scene of your situation. He is great and greatly to be praised. Do I got any halal praises in the house? Come on, just wave at me real quick. Wave at me real quick if you are halal praiser. We're created in the image of God. Halal means to brag, to boast, to rave on your God. So when you rave and boast on him, he steps onto the scene of your situation. Halal praise is what happened when David brought the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem. He, he had a halal praise. Come on. He had a crazy praise. He had a wild praise. Come on. He, he, he got to praising so much, he got down in his underwear. Come on, somebody. I want y'all to praise, but not that good. <laughs> but David had a halal. Come on. David had this understanding that it was Praise. Come on, and when David was rolling into the city, come on. When David was rolling into the city, his wife, Mikael, she looked down on him and she she, she put her lips on him. Come on, I'm here to tell you today, you might not know what a halal is, and you might not have operated in it yet. Don't worry, you're going to get there. We're going to work on that today, amen. But if you haven't engaged in halal praise just yet, I encourage you, keep your lips off folks that do. Why? Because David's wife puts her lips on the situation with David and his crazy dancing and his crazy halal praise. And she puts his her lips on him by saying, my, how the king was undignified today. Mm. She, she, she says, you look foolish. You looked crazy today. And David's response is, go sit down, heifer. You what? You wasn't with me on the back end of the desert when lions and bears were showing up. Come on, you wasn't with me and you wasn't there when there was giants standing in front of me. Come on, somebody. You wasn't with me when I was in the crack house. You wasn't with me when I was in addiction. You wasn't with me when my marriage fell apart, but he was. So I got a halal on my lips. I've got a praise on my lips. I've got a praise in my spirit and I refuse to let anybody hold me back from what it is that God's done for me. The halal praise is what set him up to replace her daddy. A halal praise will take you from the shepherd's field to the palace. A halal praise will take you from glory to Glory. A halal praise will take you from faith to faith. Come on. A halal praise will shift atmospheres. Come on, somebody. A halal pray, praise will begin to shake down the walls and the obstacles that are in your way. Guess what? It was also a halal praise. It was a halal praise when David was dancing and singing before the Lord. Halal. Come on. Touch your neighbor say halal. Halal. Watch this. Watch this, this is why you gotta be real careful about putting your lips on people that got that type of crazy praise. The Bible says that she became barren after that day. Watch this, she could produce no fruit for the kingdom of God because she had put her lips on a halal praise. Mm. No no more fruit, See, see that's what happens when you do that in the here and now, when you do that, you, you, you don't set yourself up for physically being barren, but spiritually being barren. Mm. A true halal, watch this. A true halal, this is from a quote from Chris Tomlin. A true halal contemplates laying down your inhabitations and killing your self-consciousness. You have to kill your self-consciousness to ever get to a true place of a halal type of praise. You've got to stop worrying about what everybody else might think about you, what everybody else might say about you. Come on, somebody. Can I help you? Those individuals won't be standing with you when you stand before God Almighty and give an account for your life anyways. Why would you care? Why would you care? Watch this. Yada. It's the next Hebrew word. I said there's seven Hebrew words for worship. Touch your neighbor say yada. Not yoda, yada. <laughs> yada is a verb with a root meaning, the extended hand. To throw out a hand, therefore to worship with extended hands. This is what Paul is talking about, too, when he writes to Timothy. He says, it is my wish that all men everywhere would raise holy hands unto God. Watch this. Yada pictures a three-year-old child lifting their hands to their father to pick him up. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on. Is that not just incredible and special? There is nothing more that pleases me when my three-year-old son Runs up to me, and he's got both hands in the air saying, Daddy, hold me. Come on. Y'all getting what I'm saying right now? A yada praise with your hands closed and your, and your, your hands, your hands closed. Lord, help me. With your eyes closed and your hands lifted, uh, uh, praising God as you saying, Abba, Father, come, come hold me. C- come let me sit in your lap. Come on, all you tough men, get over it. You need to sit in your creator's lap for a little bit and let him talk to you. Sit in your creator's lap and let him tell you how much he loves you. Sit in your creator's lap. Look, you can't be a man's man until you know the man. Come on, somebody. You you, you need to sit in Abba's lap for a little bit and let him speak to you. Sit in his lap and let him whisper destiny and purpose into your life and tell you where it is that you're supposed to go and who you're supposed to talk to and what it is that you're supposed to do. It's okay, gentlemen. Lift your hands And close your eyes and let the Father work on you. Yada is often translated as giving thanks. It is often a cry for help. Come on. Yada praise is used when we are in desperate straits and in need of a victory from the Lord. I'm in need of a victory every day. Come on, somebody. I'm tired of losing. Come on. Yada praises in desperate straits when you're in need of a victory of the Lord. Raising your hands is one of the most explosive, meaningful expressions of praise. Raising the hands is an intentional sign of surrender. It's actually an international sign of surrender. What happens in the military if people are surrendering? They're waving a white flag and they're walking towards you with their hands in the air and surrendering. It is surrendering to the kingdom of God. Come on, it is surrendering to your God. Let me give you another example of what Yadah can do for you. Exodus chapter 17 and verse 8, now Amalek came to fight with Israel and Rephidim and and Moses and said to Joshua, choose for us some men to go out and fight Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. Come on, somebody. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it, and Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun, so Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. When you're out there on the battlefield of life, and the enemy is coming against you, come on somebody, sometimes you're just gonna have to lift your hands in worship and say, Father, I need you to show up and give me the victory, come on. This is another reason why it's so, so important for who you got surrounding you, for who you got in your corner, for who you got in your team. Come on, y'all ain't helping me this morning because Aaron and Moses and her were standing there and and Aaron and her are lifting up the hands of Moses and whenever he has his hands lifted, he's getting the victory. Come on, somebody. Some of you need to start surrounding yourself with some people who will lift up your hands because if you can have your hands lifted, God can show up. If you can praise, God can show up. And when God can show up, you get the victory. Come on, I want to be of a church I want to be a part of a church that helps lift uh, each other up. Come on. I, I want to be a part of a church that will help you lift your hands in worship even when you ain't got the strength to lift your hands in worship. Come on. If you see me in this altar and you're struggling and you feel like you can't even lift your hands, come do this right here on my shoulder and say, Pastor, I don't have enough strength. But if you'll lift my hands, if you'll be here for me, I will be there for you and I will help you lift your hands. Come on. Is there any other believers in the house that said, I'll do the same thing. I will lift my hands and I will help others lift their hands. Toda. That's the next Hebrew word. Todah. Toda means comes with this, it comes with the same principle of Yada, but it is used more specifically. Toda literally means an extension of the hand in adoration or acceptance by way of application. Come on, we got to apply what it is that's being taught today. By the way of application, it is apparent in the Psalms and elsewhere that is used for thanking God, watch this, for things not yet received. Oh, I'm going to preach that in a second. As well as things already at hand. Thus it is a word of thanksgiving and praise, a trust that God will deliver. Come on, we need some Christians that will trust that God will deliver. Come on, it's a type of sacrifice that is communal. We join our verse, voices together in total praise. It's listed in Psalm 50. Offer God a sacrifice of praise and pay your vows to the most high. Come on, you got something that you owe oh God. Come on. Call upon him in the day of trouble and he will rescue you. When you honor him, he offers sacrifice. He, he who offers a sacrifice of praise, he who offers a toda honors me. And to him who sets his way properly, I will show him the salvation of my God. Come on, somebody, did y'all hear that? A toda praise is thanking him for the victories that you haven't even seen yet. Come on. Single folks, a toda praise is for that husband or for that godly wife that you ain't even seen yet. Come on, y'all quiet on me. Toda praise is for the house when you can't even get the loan yet. Toda praise is for the car that you need to get back and forth to work. Toda praise is for your finances getting straightened out. Sick folks, toda praise is when you got the cancer report and you ain't seen the healing yet but you can toad our your way up out of it come on toad our praise is praising him and thanking him for the things that you haven't even gotten yet Toad our praise BTP gentlemen is for your graduation and your life and your life completely changed come on church we can toad our praise him for the souls that are coming from canvas community Chevyville in 2022. We need to todah praise him for the victories that we have not even seen yet because he's a good God and he's not a man that he should lie and he asks you to our, praise him meaning praise him for the things you haven't seen yet watch this shabak touch your neighbor say shabak 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 means to shout to address in a loud tone for all you quiet folk come on to address in a loud tone, to command triumph. For example, the pagan king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, was struck with insanity Because of his pride. When God restored his sanity seven years later, the Bible says he let out a Shabbat praise. Come on. Again, this is one of my favorites because I'm kind of a loud individual sometimes. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But a Shabbat praise is what happened with Nebuchadnezzar when he came into his right mind. Some of us ought to have a Shabbat praise every time you walk through them doors because some of y'all wasn't in your right mind. Come on, somebody. I was one of them. I was crazy as all it out. But when God delivered me, it put a Shabbat type of praise in my mouth. Notice what they said there. Nebuchadnezzar was out of his mind because of pride and arrogance. God struck him with craziness because of his pride and arrogance. Pride and arrogance will always keep you from a Shabbat praise. Come on. I said pride and arrogance will always keep you from a Shabbat praise. Some of us are so prideful and arrogant, we won't shout for God because we're afraid of what somebody will think of us. But can I encourage you today that if you will put a Shabbat praise on your lips, all of that stuff can be chiseled off of your heart and off of your mind and off of your spirit. Come on. Mix a Shabbat praise with a halal. Praise and watch pride and arrogance fall off of you. You won't care what anybody thinks about you anymore. A Shabbat praise is what happened at Jericho. Oh, come on, somebody. We talked about obstacles and things getting in the way and things getting in the... That's what Jericho is. Jericho is an example of the promise that's already been given to the children of Israel. It is a promise that they will inherit all the things that God has set apart for them and there is an obstacle in their way. Anybody ever had a Jericho in your way? Come on. Well, can I help you today? It was a Shabbat type of praise that made the walls of Jericho come tumbling down. It was a Shabbat. It was a shout. God told him, keep your mouth shut for the first six days as you walk around this walled city but on the seventh day blow the trumpet come on somebody blow the trumpet and give a loud shout come on I bet all the people in Jericho thought they was crazy just like some people might think you're crazy if you got a Shabbat type of praise if you got a loud type of praise if you got a shout in your heart and you got a shout in your mouth come on I'm done worrying about what anybody would have to say or think about me I want to be a Shabbat type of believer come on I want to be a Shabbat mock type of christian that will shout for god come on if you want to be a Shabbat type of believer give me a loud cry in the name of jesus come on we need some shabak believers a shabak it, it it is it will tear the at, it shreds the atmosphere I ain't done enough studying on this, but I've, I've heard this before about the sound of a voice, how it actually shreds the atmosphere that we don't see. And when you shabak, you can shred the atmosphere that's come against you. Come on. Bear with me. We almost done. Barak. Barak means to kneel down, to bless God, an act of adoration, to salute. It is also a word that means that we translate as bless. We bless God with our praise. We Bless God with our Barak, with bowing down before him. Psalm 95, come, let's worship and Barak. Let's bow down. Let's kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are his people of his pasture. First Chronicles 20, 29. Then David said to the assembly, now bless the Lord, your God, and all the assembly, bless the Lord. And the God of their father and bowed down, they barak and paid homage to the Lord the King. Barak is a physical positioning of the body that gives honor to God. That's why we come to the altars and we kneel. Come on. That's why you will see somebody in this altar lay prostrate before the Lord God Almighty, kneeling and bowing before God and saying, My body will be positioned to honor you. I will barak you, Lord. I will praise you. Remember, praise is a physical act. You're not praising God unless you're physically doing something with your body. Zamar. Zamar means to pluck the stringed instruments. Come on. Y'all still with me? To pluck the stringed instruments. To pluck the strings of an instrument. To sing, to praise. A musical word which is largely involved with joyful expressions of music with a musical instrument. Come on, somebody. That's why we have instruments in church. Zamar speaks of rejoicing. Using zamar when you're rejoicing after God has done something great for you. Zamar is translated in the New Testament, Sallow, Speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs of the Spirit. Sing and make music with your heart to the Lord, Ephesians 5 and 19. It's in the New Testament too, y'all. I was just trying to help some folks that might be watching. Zamar, music with the stringed instruments, and singing and rejoicing, to the Lord God Almighty. Zamar inspires synchronized and orderly singing, added precision to worship. We can sing the same melody better with the accompaniment of an instrument or a group of instruments. So Zamar is the what we are doing when we are gathered in the church together. Come on. It's when the band is rolling and we are praising and worshiping God and we are rejoicing for all the things that God has given us. Psalm 57, wake up my heart, wake up O O'Lear and harp. I will make the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among all the people. I will sing your praises to the nation. I will zamar. Watch this. Here goes one of my favorite ones. Taco. Not taco, come on. Leave it up to Austin. He wants them tacos. Come on, somebody. Come on, taca. It means to clatter or to clap, to smite or to clang a cymbal. And watch this one. It means also to drive a nail. Oh, come on, somebody. So, what this means. Is that when you are clapping, come on. Y'all are getting what I'm saying today. We don't just do what we do in these services because we are just trying to do some religious stuff, y'all. We clap, we sing, we dance, we shout. This ain't some type of cult ritual. This is the Bible. Come on, somebody. This ain't about Pentecostalism. Come on, that's the it's just the Bible. Come on. When you are when you are talking, you are clapping and praising God, and you want to know what it means. When you are doing it and engaging in it, you are nailing down the word that God just went forth. Come on. You're nailing down the victory that God has given you. Come on. Clap your hands, all you people, and make a joyful noise and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. What he's saying is nail it down. Then shout about it. Come on. Nail it down. Then this sh- this shout about it and then give a Shabbat praise. Come on. Taco, not taco. Nail it down. Come on, confuse it. See, a taka type of praise will confuse your enemy. It confuses the enemy with a clap. Come on, you can confuse an enemy with your shout. He doesn't send everything he can to try to kill you. Come on, somebody. So why would you not clap? He ain't took your clap, though. Come on. He ain't took your shout. Come on. He can send all hell against you. But if you still got a shout and a Shabbat, come on. If you still got some taka in you, come on. If you can still clap and praise and sing and shout, then the enemy has to flee. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Y'all with me? Touch your neighbor. Tell him, wake up. He's almost done. <laughs> Tahila, Watch this. Tahila To sing a new song in a corporate setting. Come on, this spontaneous worship, worship team. Y'all engage in this all the time. A tehillah in a corporate setting. Come on. Isaiah 61 says, To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness by the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. This type of praise, it actually confuses the enemy because you had ashes on your head before, but now you have beauty instead. Come on. You came in the door heavy, but you're leaving with a garment of praise on. Come on. Tehillah praise is what happened when Jehoshaphat sent out the worshipers in front of the army. Come on. You see, this type of praise confuses the enemy, and that's what happened with the story in Jehoshaphat. It confused the enemy and made them turn their sword on one another. Why did it make them turn their sword on one another? Because they had brought against the children of Israel one of the greatest armies ever assembled. But Jehoshaphat knew how to praise. Come on. Jehoshaphat knew how to Shabbat. Come on. Jehoshaphat knew how to Toda. Come on. Jehoshaphat knew how to Yadah. Come on. He had some tryouts as soon as them jokers showed up and he prayed and he started bragging on God. He started halal on God and God stepped onto the scene and gave him some instructions. And what were the instructions? The instructions were put the praisers on the front. Come on. He didn't need no sword. He said, no, put the praisers on the front. Come on. If you are a praiser in the house, I wish you'd stand on your feet for just a second and begin to praise God. Begin to Shabbat God. Begin to Yoda God. Begin to Toda God. Because if we'll have some praisers on the front line in the body of Christ, we can watch an enemy be confused and kill his thank you for listening to the recovery to recover podcast if you like what you heard today visit bethebushministries.com or miriamhouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of god you can also follow me on facebook at caleb mccall or on instagram at pastor caleb mack see you next week